Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Natural Hat Trick with Luke Lipinski, Craig Morgan, and Jamie Eisner. Welcome into episode 244 of the Natural Hat Trick podcast alongside nobody. But uh, Craig Morgan and Jamie Eisner are on the same phone line right now. Gentlemen? The Natty Hattie Remote. Is being on the same phone line, like, against quarantine rules? Uh, I haven't checked. Uh, well, you probably should check into that. Well, the, I'm realizing right now, uh, A, I'm Luke Lipinski. I didn't just realize that. But B, my voice is going to sound so much clearer on this podcast than your guys' is. Um, but hey, it's, we, had to, we had to go through drastic measures to get you your hockey podcast this week, and we're doing it. So I'm and here. We'll fix it. We'll, we're, gonna, we're doing other things. We're going to find out a way to get it at least a little bit better for going forward. Because uh, it looks like we're going to be stuck in our homes for a whole while. Yeah. So um, we're just mainly going to go through some listener questions here tonight. But we do want to start with the story that Craig wrote for the Athletic. Is that one hundred percent off for ninety days? <laughs> is is that story? That's already live, right, Craig? It is, and it's 89 days now, Jamie. No, that's true. Uh, also, Luke would not know because clearly he did not read the story because he doesn't even know if it's alive. I thought I saw it, it pop up, but I didn't. I didn't have time to read it because I was uh, working. In fairness to Luke, he's working seven jobs. So no, yeah. Oh. yeah, but that's what he used to be used to it by now. I'm only working one job now. So um, why don't you tell us what the story is about, Craig? Well, you guys helped me write it. Well, we um, it is, uh, it's, a, it's an alternate universe timeline for the Coyotes, uh, sort of uh, refiguring major events in their history um, and, and turning most of them to the positive, of course, because it's been, a, it's been a rough run. We can all admit that. So I looked at some key moments with a lot of help from you guys. Don't be shy. I called you both. I made you sit on the phone with me and, until you gave me good ideas because I had none. And then I wrote the story with my byline on it. <laughs> yeah, but the writing part's the hardest part. So we really only get small credit. <laughs> Apparently doing the conference call, actually getting that to work, that was the hardest part. All right. See, that, that, that's just, that's a low blow, all right? I, I've only got two bars in my house right now. <laughs> I live in New Mexico, for God's sake, and everyone's home right now. On a side note, by the way, uh, I don't want to venture as far as saying there's good coming from the new coronavirus, but it's kind of cool to see the uh, neighborhoods buzzing with families and kids. 
it's really unusual. Oh, that's a different reaction. Most people have said, I can't believe I've had to hang out with my ham, my uh, family for four straight days, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, Craig's kind of used to that. Yes, I do like my family. So. That's true. Craig does like his family. Um, well, how about this? I don't want you to give up the whole story, but give us like give us two of the because uh, you had ten, right? So give us two things you could go back and change in Coyotes history. Well, uh, well, there's it's, it's tough to pick uh, two, but I think the 2015 draft lottery is one <laughs> that might come to mind, uh, and in in a couple ways, right? Either they they pick where they were supposed to pick, they win it and get Connor McDavid, or Austin Matthews is born just a few days earlier. That's the one that really hurts. The Matthews thing is the one that really hurts because I think that that kind of got lost in the shuffle over the years. But if Austin Matthews is what three days older, then probably Jack Eichel would be a Coyote. And and Jamie's still here, right? I, I am still here. I would hope so because you're on his <laughs> phone line. <laughs> I I didn't write the article. I'm, I'm I'm just I'm just a bystander. Hey man, well, you help me. I did help. Well, nice. to first, so then I'll, I'll take the reins to this next one, next point. For me, the one that resonated with me the most is, and I've said this on the show a bunch, that I thought that 2009-10 Coyotes team was the best Coyotes team that they've rostered maybe ever uh, since they've been in Arizona. And thinking back of Shane Dunn getting injured, uh, jumping over Jimmy Howard in Game 3 uh, of that and not, not being able to come back in the series, uh, what would have happened if – what if he ran into Jimmy Howard? Or what if that just never happens and he jumps over him and doesn't fall into the boards? Do they win that series? And how far does that team go? And is their ability to win that series, how does that affect their ability the next year when they get swept out by the same team? Uh, so to me, that was the big moment of where it looked like they were on one of those rare magical runs where no one expected them to do anything. Tippett comes in late in training camp. That There's not much expected of them. And they win 50 games, and they look like they could actually do some damage, and it all goes for naught when they end up losing in Game 7 in the first round. What's amazing about that team to me is that there wasn't a guy above 55 points on that team. They just didn't have anybody who was producing points at a high level. It truly was one of those classic Dave Tippett, all-for-one, one-for-all teams. They just didn't have the stars. They had no business having the kind of season they did. And, and still, I think, I agree with you, if Doan doesn't get hurt in that game – I think they're winning that series. He was, as I, as I said in the comments later in the story, he was a force of nature in those first three games. He was unbelievable to watch. you got to remember, too, Detroit had gone to back-to-back Stanley Cups leading into that because they won in 2008, and then they lost to the Penguins in 2009. So beating Detroit in the first round wasn't just, hey, the Coyotes finally have their first first-round win ever. That would have been, you took out you know, the team of the decade up to that point. I know it seems crazy now because Detroit's, one of the worst teams we've ever seen, and they're over in the Eastern Conference, and you forget about them. But back in 2010, beating Detroit would have been huge. Yeah, no doubt about it. And there, there are several other nuggets in here. I mean, I talked about the possibility of uh, Tamo Chalani becoming a Coyote. That, that, that's one that I think hurts a lot of people, too. Um, there were obvious reasons for it, most, most notably cost, and they wanted an American face to sort of sell the game in Phoenix, and Jeremy Roenick certainly did that. It's just a shame, you know, they couldn't afford both of those guys because Tamo Solani was just another one of those players that was worth the price of admission. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's you have 10 on the list, right? I mean, <laughs> we haven't even talked about Arena yeah. or anything. There's there's a lot of... It, it was interesting, though, when you were starting to describe some of these and we started to to kind of go down the rabbit hole on each one of them. There's a lot of different directions you could go with, with quite a few of these. So, it's a, yeah. this is... um. 
This is the kind of story you have to get creative with, right, this time of year. <laughs> it's the kind yeah. of story you write when there are no sports going on. <laughs> I would say if, if they had asked every writer to do this for their individual teams, I'm sure other teams have interesting storylines, but... I mean, the Coyotes, the butterfly effect of even just one or two things going differently for the Coyotes over the last two decades could be I, – I mean, it's it's just crazy how close how close they were to winning a couple huge lotteries. Like you said, even if they picked third in that 2015 draft, what if they didn't take Dylan Strome? What if they took Mitch Marner or Miko Rontanen or Matthew Barzal? I mean, it, there's, there's a lot of different ways things could have gone. I, I think that's the most fascinating thing to me. As we were talking this over the phone and reading it in more detail with Craig's article, was how razor thin the margin is at a lot of different periods of time in Coyote's history for things being so much different. You know, you wonder about all of the close calls with ownership, even all of the close calls with arenas, all of the close calls in the draft lottery, close calls in the first round of the playoffs, and this this. The narrative around this team for so long has been defined by prior to their Western Conference final run was defined by ownership issues, arena issues, not being able to get out of the first round issues, and not having a, a, a true number one center issues. Those have been the four keys surrounding the franchise for pretty much almost its entire existence in the Valley. They got by the first round bugaboo eventually once, but everything else is still a huge part of what represents the team, what represents what the fan base feels for the team and feels about the team. And it's something that they're still dealing with even to this very day. And even when the league comes back at some point, so it, but uh, so many of those things could have changed with such minor tweaks and minor changes that it's almost remarkable that they're, that they're in the the parallel universe. That is this universe where none of those things happened in their favor. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. And and one of the other things we haven't even talked about is the fact that they just opted out of the 2003 NHL draft, which was, Ugh. which is still the best draft of the millennium. They had no first or second round pick and the, the players that went in those two rounds. It's just an absurd list of great players that they could have had. And that could have altered the uh, trajectory of this franchise as well. Yeah, it's crazy. Also, we should mention Jamie's been gone for like a month. He's come back talking about parallel universes and kind of making sense. I'm not even I can't see this Jamie, so I don't even know if this is the real Jamie. Jamie, say something that so that we know you're Jamie. Uh Colorado's second wild card team. <laughs> I guess if they don't play <laughs> out the if they don't play out the rest of the season, is Jamie right that Colorado wasn't a playoff team? They're going to crown a Stanley Cup champion one way or the other. The, the path to getting there is going to be interesting. Okay, well, here, let's start going through some listener questions because there are quite a few. And I apologize if we didn't get to – I know we didn't get to a lot last week. Um, we'll try and keep doing this, I think, every week if we can. So it's mostly going to be listener questions. So if we missed you at some point, we weren't trying to ignore you. Last week was obviously uh, insane when we recorded that show. So I'm just reading off the ones where people responded to the post Craig put up uh, earlier today. We'll start with Dustin. Which one of you can help my kids with new math? Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, ju- we're journalists, N- none of us. He hashtagged homeschool. I don't know if that uh, makes it better or worse, but I think you've come to the wrong place, Dustin. Um, Mike. Uh, Craig's the professor here, so may I guess him? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, We'll default to Craig. Um, Mike, how long will it be until the NHL cancels the season? If they do, will they award the cup somehow? Suppose the season is canceled. Which team gets screwed over the most? Oh, that's 
It's a lot of questions. Where I guess let's start with where is the point where they would have to just say we'll see you in, in the 2020-2021 season? Well, I can't imagine they're going to start this thing up in June, can you? I mean, if, if, if we're delayed through May, are, are they really still going to try and jam this in? I, at that point, I, I don't think it makes much sense. I guess they could run it through the summer, but then it just creates a lot of headaches. What do you do with the draft? What do you do with free agency? What do you do with time off for these poor guys before they have to roll right back into training camp and uh, an 82-game season, which Bill Daly says is important? Yeah, I mean, I've, I... Me, go ahead. Uh, to me, I look at that that like June first mark because I, I still think you could get away with doing like top, you know, top teams, top two teams, in each, like just going a division winner postseason if you absolutely had to as like a nuclear option, uh, and you just basically did the Eastern and Western Conference Finals and Stanley Cup Final, and you give yourself that four week time frame uh, between the, the start of the month and the, basically when the draft would have been. But I, so I think once you start to get to around Memorial Day, I think at that point's the point of you're either running a 14 playoff or you're just not doing it. If, the, if their stated goal of not messing up next season is their number one intention, then that has to be the point of no return. And if it gets to that point, then I just don't think you crown a champion. This is it's just a lost season. Yeah, I mean nobody does nobody does missed games like the NHL, but but never for a reason like this. And, and I'm kind of with you guys. Like you start to get around June first, you know, I think there's a way where you could just start in the playoffs. And I guess if you started on June first, you would basically end at the end of July. And then I don't know if you would bump the start of next season back at like two weeks or something. I, I don't know, but there is a point where. And I hear what you're saying about just taking the four division winners and 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 crowning a champion. I just I don't want it to be a really I don't know. I I don't want to. I don't want to have a Stanley Cup that's just okay. Who's the top record in each conference? They're going to play a best of three. Like it would never get to that. But if that's what they were going to do, I'd almost rather just not have the the cup. You know what I mean? I don't want it to be so weird. I mean, the whole league was built on that for a number of years. I mean, I get it. I get that's not ideal. But to do that on a one off in this very very unprecedented scenario. I mean, it's not. I mean, how many of the Montreal Stanley Cup wins did they have to go through actual like multiple teams? So I mean, these things happen. Uh, but uh, to me, I think it's, you could do that. Or, I mean, the reality I'm thinking about now is you could just set the draft order based on regular season record and just take the, just play the draft during the postseason. Like I know, I, I mean, ideally you would want to know where like the Stanley cup winner picks 30 instead of 28 or whatever it might end up being. But yeah. I think at that point we're talking about a few picks that we won't know by the time it gets to draft time. I would rather just say this deal with maybe the Stanley Cup champion picks 26th instead of 31st. I think that is less of a, a concession than losing playoff rounds if they go to that. And you can keep the draft on time. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. And even the, the more I think about it, even if they if they did just take the top record from each conference and say this this is the best we can do, and, and you're going to play a best of seven, I would absolutely watch it. I mean, I just it's amazing how much I miss hockey, and it's been like a week and a half. I found myself watching a replay of the Oilers Flyers from like 1985 this morning. Yeah, I, I, I'm sort of with your first thought on this, though, Luke, and that I don't want to I don't want to see a playoff of just four teams. I, I would rather they just cancel it at that point. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to have time to get all 16 in, and I'm okay if they whittle it down a little bit. But my preference, I mean, if they get if they get too late in this 
I still think maybe the best thing is just to cancel this season and not have a cup winner this year. As painful that, as that is for some teams. And, and by the way, one of the questions I think of, from this listener was who gets screwed the most? And I, I don't even know that you can answer that. I guess you could say Boston because they have the most amount of points, but I mean, there's a handful of teams that you could put in that boat where you thought they were actual cup contenders and now they don't get a chance. Yeah, I mean, I would say just any team that you feel like had a chance to win this year and they're right in the middle of their window and maybe that window's closing. So I would say, you know, Washington has their cup with this group, but I would say, yeah, like Boston or Tampa or maybe Vegas. Um, I would say those are the three teams that pop to mind the most. Um, yeah, I, but eh, I mean, it, it, unfortunately, everybody's in the same boat on this one, yeah. but I am curious to see what they end up doing. because it's, it's, it, This looks like it's going to be a while, and now that the talks that you know, the NBA is looking at June and July, which I think is going to be about the same amount, the same calendar that the NHL is going to be working with, and a lot of the same arenas the NHL is going to be working with. So that's going to be another logistical nightmare. Uh, I know. How are they talking about managing? How are they talking about managing free agency? The uh, NBA. I have, well, the, the uh, M- I have no idea yet. The NBA is is considering. I don't know if they would go through with this or not, but they're considering if they have to play in June and July basically altering their calendar permanently and starting the following season in, like, December and basically just permanently pushing it back. Yeah, starting it around Christmas like they should anyway. Yeah, they should. uh, But, yeah, I think they would would literally probably just move their league year back. Yeah. uh, So that free agency wouldn't open on July 1. But the NHL can't do that. So they, (laughs) the NHL is, I I would say, in a little more of a time crunch here just because they can't be permanently playing games – in July and August in the NHL the way they can in the NBA. Uh, Dangle Snipe Belly, three questions. One, how or why was Jamie allowed back? Good question. I don't have an answer. Um, Neither do I. Two, what is your preferred playoff method if the league restarts? Which I guess we kind of touched on, but I'll say this. I know there was talk, and I think it's probably pretty unrealistic the way things are looking, but they were talking about just jumping in, having 24 teams play, so nobody got screwed that was like on the fringe of getting in or out. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's even extra rounds now. So that would have been interesting, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, they'd have to do the play-in rounds, and you'd have to shorten more than just those initial rounds. You'd have to shorten some other rounds as well if you wanted to do that. I love the idea, and I, I understand the sentiment, especially when there's an uneven amount of games played. It'd be kind of cool to have, you know, uh, 11 play 8 and 10 play 9 and, and then trying to get down to 16 before you you started the legitimate playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, I think the easy solution would be you kill the wild cards uh, for this one and you give the division winners a bye in the first round and then you have 2v3 in all the series and start from there. Um, that's the yeah. way that you, you, you can eliminate a little bit of time. I uh, feel so it's at least more fair because you're getting the top three teams in each division that are still making it. Uh, and then you're still really running through uh, what feels like at least close to a full playoff at that point. I, I don't, I don't imagine they're going to do the 2014 thing now because I don't think they're going to be able to elongate the calendar enough to make that work. Yeah, I, 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 I'm on board with that. And just you know, for the sake of talking a little bit of hockey, uh, that would be Tampa versus Toronto. Winner would play Boston, Philly, Pittsburgh. Winner would play Washington, uh, Colorado, Dallas. Winner would play St. Louis, and Edmonton, Calgary. Winner would play Vancouver or uh, Vegas, rather, not Vancouver. So. Vancouver's not in the playoffs, no matter how you cut it. But yeah, I mean that's that would be that's still getting twelve teams in. I think there's a little more legitimacy than to whoever wins the Stanley Cup. Uh, last one from Dangle Snipe Belly is three weeks into isolation too early for a shot for shot remake of Jurassic Park using nothing but dinosaur toys. Um, no, probably not. I would say it's about the right time. 
How how are you doing the outhouse scene? I'm curious. Uh, maybe we can get back to us on that. I'm going to say something. You're both going to judge me, but you're not here, so I don't care. I've never seen Jurassic Park. Oh. That's usually my gimmick, not the popular movies, but I've seen that one. Okay. Well, then that makes me feel even better and worse about myself. George writes in, I don't even know how to pronounce this. If you had a quokka for a mascot, would you manage to care for it correctly, or would it be another disappearing duck situation? First of all, the ducks are all, they're fine. Jamie or, Jamie or I would do it, yes. I mean, we'd be yeah. sure, obviously, that we wouldn't have a repeat of previous offenses. Huh. Uh, I don't know about if I want Jamie taking care of a quokka. I don't think that's what's supposed to happen here. Coach East Jack wrote in, no question, just hoping the Natty Hattie crew and their families stay healthy and safe. Thanks, Coach East Jack. That's very nice of you. Uh, Booper. Thanks, man. Just wanted to say I hope yeah, you're all healthy you. and doing well these crazy times. Oh, so Booper chiming in with some, some niceness as well. These are like... You feel like holiday cards. This is nice. I know. I do. I'm going to well, print these out. We hope all of our listeners are, too. Right? This is, uh, I don't even know how, like, you know, we talked about this a little bit, but I don't even know how they even react to what's happening. Uh, it's just so unprecedented, and I can't even draw draw a parallel to it. So, uh, But hopefully this podcast helps you forget about it for a half an hour while we continue to talk about all the things that are going to change because of it. Uh, but hopefully yeah. at least it's a little bit of a escapism. Um, from everything else, especially since none of us can leave the house anymore. Yeah, and I think it's it is that's a good point, Jamie. Just to have the uh, the distraction even for a half hour. I'm guessing most people, if they're flipping this on, just want a distraction. They're not looking for breaking news or anything. Um, yeah, I mean, if they were looking for substance, they wouldn't have me on the podcast today. So well, I mean, that's that, that you know we established that 240 episodes ago. Um, Joseph, what the heck happened to the Penguins before the break, and will time fix it or make it worse? Uh, can, it, can I stop you before you answer? Okay. Are we talking about the hockey team or Luke's actual penguins? <laughs> or the penguins that they let loose in the uh, in the aquarium in Chicago because nobody's allowed inside yeah. anymore. They There's should a have lot of, Luke, lot of Luke also, They should have given Luke those. Luke also has penguins. Those, People don't know this. He has penguins in addition to the ducks. Yeah. But we haven't seen those either. Ulfie and uh, I forget what his little brother's name was. Um, they should have given those penguins in the Chicago Zoo little cowbells to go around and ring to celebrate the fact that Stan Bowman's coming back. We do have news. I forgot about this. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I was hoping you'd forget. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. Uh, <sighs> doesn't it feel good? I'm going to mute. I'm going to mute my phone for a little while and cry. <laughs> uh, Gertrude von Lichtenstein writes in, what is your favorite conspiracy theory? That's a very open-ended question. Jamie. Wow, like uh, uh, in the world? Yeah, it was just that's the entire question. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? I, uh, oof, I don't know. I guess uh, the one that comes to mind, I love the idea that we're all just living in a simulation. Whoa. <laughs> the Matrix. That's a fun one. Speaking of which. That's the, a fun one to think uh, I'm trying to pull up the Coyotes go, simulation that's going on right now. Go ahead, Craig. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with either Jay. Thanks for running for everyone. Appreciate that. Um, I'm going to go with either JFK or all officials hate the Coyotes. Ooh. Ooh. Both pretty good. Okay. Okay. Um, Chris and Phoenix, is napkin Jamie now considered an approved cleaning supply? Well, I mean, there's... I don't even want to know what's happening to napkin Jamie in these times. Uh, I, I've seen the news. Uh, loyal Sif... <laughs> Do you guys think you'll do another meetup this year if we have playoffs? I'd love to spend some time and watch some hockey with you guys again. Look, I would love to. Uh, just I would love to see other people again, yes. 
we've we might not ever fun. tell Jamie when we're all out of quarantine. We may just leave him there. But yes, loyal Sif, Craig and I will be there. Deal. Uh, Coyote in Philly. If you had to be quarantined with any Coyotes player, who would it be and why? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, hmm. I think Shane. Shane Dunn. I'm going to go with. I thought about. Uh, I was talking current Coyote, current Coyote, or any Coyote ever. Uh, it just says any Coyotes player, so you can take that question wherever you want it. Wow. Wow. Who would you pick, Luke? Uh, Don't. I mean, if we're going all time, I would definitely go Don't because Don't. You could sit there and you could watch old sports. You know how like all the the networks, all the like the NFL Network and MLB Network are all just replaying old sports, and he would be into all of it. So yeah, if you're going all time, I'd go Don't. Uh, if you're going current, I mean, it's got to be somebody that that will bring a lot of personality to the table. Um, Jason Demers. Demers. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. <laughs> Demers or Richie or Fish. Those those are usually those are three of the. Uh, yeah. I mean Ronta. Ronta would be college choices. <laughs> yeah, Hunter Ronta too would be. Yeah, there's plenty of personalities on this team. But I don't want to watch it at Ronta's house because he had that scorpion issue, and I have no interest in that. Um, who knows what's going on there now? Uh, Mike in a new house. It's all good. Oh, okay. Mike Ford, most overrated sports movie. Oh, this is a good one, Mike. Most overrated. Oh man! Wow, that's. I'm running out this of. This is a really tough one for me because I'm I'm truly not a big sports movie fan. I, I I think there are like a handful of good sports movies ever made. Most of them I think are bad. Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry to rain on everyone's parade there. Yeah. Well, Jamie, can you so, mute Craig? I don't know how to do that from your phone. No, I can't. <laughs> I can only mute myself. Oh well, then you should feel free to do that. Shut up. <laughs> Anytime Craig says something we don't like, just mute yourself, Jamie. And actually, when we get back out of quarantine and we're all in the same studio, do it then, too. Um, I'm running out of good sports movies to watch already. I've already gone through Miracle. I haven't watched The Mighty Ducks yet. I'm saving those. But, I mean, obviously, I've already seen them. I, I kind of think those movies are overrated. Wow. Jamie, I love Miracle, though. I love Miracle. Jamie, can you mute yourself after what Craig just said? That was, that was across the line. There. Yeah, again, I'm not, I'm not a big sports movie guy. I like sports documentaries more than sports movies. Okay, Thanks. that's fair. Um, a. Smith, best jar of salsa I can buy at Fry's? That's a good question. Um, <sighs> mm. Well, don't go to Fry's now. Um, yes, exactly. And they, actually, you can't buy any salsa, I would have guessed, on Fry, at Fry's right now. The shelves are empty. Uh, I don't. There was... Literally, by the way, I went to my prize uh, the other day to get beans, and there are no beans. There are literally no beans of any kind on the shelves. By the way, uh, t- tip for our listeners that are in Arizona, uh, at least. Uh, I've had some success uh, going to like some of the places you would not expect. So like not the big box stores or the big grocery stores, but like the family dollar, dollar general type places. They still have a lot of things that you would need. In terms of supply stuff, that's gonna that's, that's gonna last you a while. Yeah. Because people are hitting the big stores and they're not hit, they're not thinking about those places. Um, so just a little tip uh, to try some of those places if you haven't already. If you're looking for canned goods, paper towels, uh, water, that type of thing. Look at Jamie coming up with some some useful advice. I'm a it- toilet paper, Jamie. You know, um, probably not. But I did actually. Okay. I get toilet paper there about a week after everybody else went out of toilet paper. Oh. So uh, they again, people are going to the big stores. They're forgetting about like all the, the little places. Um, so give those places a try, and they're usually cheap anyway. So 
Um, here's a couple more. Social distancing since 1988. Not a question, just, oh, cool, Jamie's back. <laughs> or it could be viewed as, oh, cool, Jamie's back. You nah. don't know the tone. You can't read it. They would have used punctuation or all caps if they were thinking that way. Uh, Kyle, I'm on my fifth day of working from home, and I'm going stir-crazy. Any advice? Um, no, not yet, Kyle. <laughs> if- yeah, it's... Um... I like you to move around and do stuff. <laughs> yeah, that'll help. <laughs> um, Kevin, thought we traded Jamie for Cat and then a frowny face. Well, uh, do you want me to read that in, in a different tone, Jamie? Would that help? <laughs> I thought we traded Jamie for Cat. Um, here, this no, is feel the same there. this this question is specifically for Jamie from Cam. For Jamie, my Charmander is about to evolve. Do I hold B or just let it happen? Uh, you got to just let it happen. I mean, you got you, the Charizard is the coolest Pokemon in the game. Like you just got to let it happen uh, in the, at the second evolution there. So no, you don't want it to be a Charmander forever. Craig, your thoughts? <laughs> I have none. Um, I, I don't even know how to respond to that. Justin, who will win the virtual Coyotes game, and who has the best video game skills on your crew? Well, um, I can definitely rule myself out of that. Yeah, definitely me. So I, I win the, the video game. I don't know. I mean, uh, especially sports games. See, it's, sports games are, are the only ones I play. So I feel like I could. It depends what the sports game is, but if it's Madden or NHL, I feel like I have a chance. We'll, we'll see. We'll see about it. We have to do that at some point when, when we're allowed to have other contact with human beings again. Yeah, uh, we should. We should do that. We should do that. Uh, as far as who's going to win the Coyotes virtual game against Detroit, uh, the Coyotes are because they just won in overtime. Yeah. With an OEL goal. Yeah. Taylor Hall tying it with two seconds left in uh, regulation. So, unfortunately, struggled to beat virtual Detroit, but I'm assuming virtual Detroit is better than real Detroit. The can be worse. Every version of Detroit is better than real Detroit. <laughs> um, but I'm pissed. Tara writes in, what advice do you have for wives of stay-at-home sports writers? Oh, that's interesting. Wait, wait, What? <laughs> Did you guys make oh, you this up? See, Are you making this no, up? No, you didn't see this? No, this is a legit tweet. We got this is a legitimate tweet. Yeah, you're tagged on oh, it. Oh no. Oh um, no. I think I, I think the best case scenario is to the combination of you and if you happen to have daughters continue to make baked goods for when uh this quarantine is lifted. So his coworkers on, let's say, an audio podcast and enjoy the benefits of it. That's what I think. <laughs> She actually uh, chose another option. I'm locked in a dark, small room right now. <laughs> I mean, that, that works too. Yeah, I almost. I mean, I like Jamie's answer, but I, I actually like Tara's answer better. Uh, Jack responded to her and said, "Expanded liquor cabinet." So, you know, there's all good yeah. options here. Um, sure. Did you really not know that uh, that tweet was coming in? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I actually did. I sorry, I didn't look at the listener questions ahead of time. Oh, well, that really says a lot about you. Um, well, I'm sorry. I've got a family of four here. So. <laughs> Grant, uh, Grant writes in, Gentlemen, well, it clearly wrote the wrong podcast. If the season ends up getting canceled, what compensation do you think the Coyotes receive if Taylor Hall walks and they don't get to utilize his full services? I have None. no idea at this point. Yeah, I don't know that they're getting uh, anything. I think more likely nothing. I don't have something. answers to any of questions like these, but yeah, probably nothing. Because everybody's going to be in the same boat, and they're not adding another right. year to, to everybody's free agent contract. Because there's no way the union lets that happen. So 
I just think Taylor Hall has to well. play twelve games for Taylor Hall has to play twelve games for the Coyotes next year, no matter who he signs with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfollowed by the masses, if the NHL does play for the Cup this year, are a healthy Avs team Jamie's favorite to win it all? Uh, not my favorite, but they're going to be in contention. Although I don't know what to make of any of this because. I mean, we talk about rust and talking about weird scenarios. Like, they're, uh, you know, you start to wonder, like, what happens with some of those Penguins guys that were out for a while? Like, all of a sudden, you know, you think about Tarasenko coming back in St. Louis, maybe. Think about Gensel, maybe, uh, in Pittsburgh. Like, it depends on how long these guys are out. Uh, it could completely change the complexion. Plus, I have no idea how to factor in all this time off. And, and how it helps or hurts teams or anything like that. So uh, I think they're a contender, but uh, they would not be my favorite. Yeah, it's an interesting point. I mean, if they were able, let's just say the league was actually able to come back in mid-May and start with the playoffs right then, and maybe that's optimistic, but I'm just going to use it for sake of argument. There's going to be some teams that were playing really well that are really going to struggle because of the two months off, and there's probably going to be a team or two that, you know, didn't look all that like I, I think of a team like Philadelphia that was on a tear. They're probably not going to be the same team when we come back. But you're right, Jamie. There are teams like Pittsburgh or uh, there's like St. Louis too that had guys that were supposed to be out for the year or for most of the year that would actually probably get them back at some point. So that's it. Would be no matter what. Now it's going to be a very it's going to be just a strange Stanley Cup if they're able to award it. So let me ask you this, Jamie too. How does Vegas handle something like this? Not not the Golden Knights, but the actual you know people who play who uh, decide what what the lines are on this, etc. How do they handle so, something like this? A lot of books in the U.S. are just taking stuff off the board because they don't know how to handle it. Because uh, for the NBA, for example, uh, right as this was happening, right as the league was shutting down, there were a lot of uh, heavy dollar betters uh, that put six figures on the Brooklyn Nets to win the NBA championship under the idea that when they're sitting in this, a playoff spot right now, that when the league returns, they'd automatically be in, and that maybe, just maybe, Kevin Durant would be healthy enough to play by the time they start playing games again, which is kind of the scenario we're talking about here with maybe with a Gensel or a Tarasenko. So most of the sports books have just pulled uh, their futures off the board until further notice uh, because they don't know, they're afraid that somebody might get an edge injury-wise or something, that they don't want to lose out on it. Uh, but for the right. ones that haven't, mostly the offshore books, there's an opportunity there. Your money's going to be tied up for who knows how long. Uh, but there's going to be an opportunity there if you can see some, you know, if you think there's a team that's going to have an advantage based on injuries and guys coming back or something else, there is some opportunity to take advantage of it there because other big-name bettors have done it on the NBA side. Uh, we got a couple more here. Let's go. Atomic Jake has quite a few questions. They're all rolled into one, so here we go. What do you think will be the biggest or longest-lasting impact on the NHL after the pandemic is over? Financial situations, schedule format mix-ups, more comprehensive solutions for paying arena and locker room staff if something like this happens again? That, that's actually that's not a lot of questions. That's one question with, with possible answers. So uh, what do you guys think of that? I mean, longest-lasting? Man, I, I, I just don't know at this point. I, I mean, this is going to have massive... Uh, impact on revenue and the cap and that sort of thing. But eventually the league will rebound from that. I, I don't know that we're going to see any permanent changes in how arena staff are paid. I think this is such an unusual occurrence that I, I don't think it's going to set precedent necessarily. And even, even within that, there are, there are so many nuances, right? Like the, the coyotes, the, the arena workers at Gila river arena are not coyotes employees. 
They're actually employed by AEG, well, at least the umbrella is AEG. So there are different situations in different cities, so I'm not sure that they're actually going to set some, some guidelines for how every arena worker has to be paid moving forward. For me, it's, there are two things I look at. One is, and it's maybe not long-term, but it's a little longer-term than just right now, uh, the cap situation next year. Yeah. Uh, how does that affect? Uh, I would imagine that there's, a, there's at least a, a very good chance the cap doesn't go up and goes down uh, next season, which could have long-term effects on certain deals that have already been done, long-term deals that have been locked up, and free agents going into next year. But I think the longest-term one is going to be the potential asterisk that we put around whoever wins the Stanley Cup this year or the void of not, there not being a Stanley Cup champion this year. Uh, I think those would be the ones that have the longest lasting impact on how we look at the season, you know, 5, 10, 20 years from now. Yeah, the first one I keep Players thinking of. Be... Go, ahead. Go ahead, Luke. Well, I was just going to say, the, the cap is the, the, the one I keep thinking of just because that could directly impact quite a few teams next year. But But go ahead. Yeah, it affects the players, too, right? When you think about escrow, what are those first paychecks looking like? I mean, they're going to get hammered on this, too. So, yeah, that's going to have a major impact on everybody. As far as the the Cup having a, an asterisk, I mean, who won the shortened the, the shortened season in 2012-13 was Chicago, right? And, and a lot of people believe that may have been Chicago's best team that won a Cup. So... Yeah, they were unbelievable that season. But at least that was a short and regular season. If they yeah. do like a fourteen playoff, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between shorting the regular season and having a full postseason, and then having a short, a slightly short regular season, and maybe an extremely abridged postseason. Yeah, no, I know it, it's very it's different than anything we've ever seen. And the NHL, I mean, what, that was oh five or oh six when they had the lockout where they just missed the entire season. But I mean. I don't. They're not going to lose fans from this one because that one was the the league or the players or whoever side you were on. It was the other side's fault. This one is just. I mean, what are you going to do? You can't be playing right now. Um, last one for you guys, and I lost it. So there might not be. Oh, Jay will. Who do you think is the best gamer on the Coyotes? Video gamer. Also, what are you all doing to stay sane? Um, best video gamer on the Coyotes. I feel like we should know this, and I don't know this. I've never asked the question, actually. It'd be an interesting question if, if they're ever available again. <laughs> I feel like I feel like a couple months ago somebody said Christian Fisher was really good. But that might have been Christian Fisher saying it, which means he probably isn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> he also eats ketchup on his hot dog, so how can you trust the guy? <laughs> uh, as far as what we're all doing to stay sane... Uh, I'm just trying to find movies. I, th- I will say this. I don't watch nearly as much TV or movies as a lot of people, so I have a lot of movies I haven't seen. So it's time to catch up. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I got my family, so it's it's actually, like I said, it, it's been it's been good on some fronts, just reconnecting with the family. Everyone's here all the time. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Jamie? Yeah, and I could argue that I'm not sane anyway, so it's, the, it's not really a big factor for me. No, but uh, the biggest thing for me is... Huh. Work not a hard thing to argue, slowed, Jamie. Yeah, work hasn't quite slowed down yet, so mostly work, and then uh, playing the new baseball game, that will be the show 20. I think those have been, those have been the two big things uh, that are keeping me sane for now. Well, that's, uh, that's all the questions that I see right here. I may have missed a couple, but I think this is most of them. So... Thanks, everybody, for writing in. We're going to try and do this again next week, I would think, or at least within the next two weeks once we figure out a a different system. But um, everybody stay safe. 
out there. Stay smart. And uh, Jamie and Craig, just good to talk to you guys again. I know we talked yesterday after Craig's 45-minute endeavor to get the conference call up, but this this was fun doing this. It absolutely was. It's, it's, I, I miss you guys. I wish we were in studio together, but it's not the prudent thing to do right now. Uh, and, and like you said, Luke, I hope everybody's staying safe out there. We're thinking about you all, and thanks for listening. Yeah. All right. For Jamie Eisner, Craig Morgan, I'm Luke Lipinski. Thanks for listening to the Natural Hattrick Podcast. Stay at home, please. It's the prudent thing to do.